Hello, welcome to To Be Podcast, where I teach you the meant to be motto of happiness, even in unhappy situations. I'm your host, Bella, and I'm so glad you decided to give my little old podcast a chance. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Thank you for listening to To Be Podcast. Hi, guys. This episode is called Fear Shoes, and I'm going to be tackling some really personal topics that I have been dealing with lately and that are going on in the world. So if any of that sounds triggering to you or sounds like something that you might not want to be listening to, please feel free to click off the podcast now. It will not hurt my feelings. Okay. Hi, I'm so excited to record this month's podcast. Welcome to May, the end of May. Today is a very special day. It is Harry's house day. And if you know what that means, great. If you don't, it's okay. Prepare to be sick of us, those that know. His episode, his episode, (laughs) yeah, because he's a podcaster. (laughs) No, his album drops at midnight, so I'm trying to get this recorded on Thursday before midnight. Pray for me. I hopefully I get it done. Okay, fear shoes. What are they? Why is the episode called that? What's been going on with me? First, before we get into that, how are you? How's your week? How's your month? How's your life? That one's too deep. Okay, sorry. Let's backtrack. How are you? Well, no matter how you are, I want you to know that I'm still proud of you and I'm still rooting for you and you're still beautiful and wonderful and handsome and creative and smart and intelligent and you are where you need to be right now. And if you're not where you need to be right now, I applaud your strength for getting where you need to be later. Okay, fear shoes, what are they? For me, fear shoes were my stumbling points. They were what I used as an excuse not to interact with people, not to go to the gym to actually work on myself, to avoid that person that I liked because there's no way they'd like me back. Those were my fear shoes. Anybody relate? Probably. So I wrote in my script, as as little old me does, I wrote the line that the one thing holding you back from doing something is usually the one thing that would be solved by doing it. For me, that applied to the gym. I used every excuse not to go. I used every reasoning as to why I was tired, why my social anxiety could never But turns out going to the gym actually has helped my anxiety. It's helped me realize that deep down people really don't care what you do. And while that doesn't really give you the license to go do crazy, violent, bad things, it does lift a weight off your shoulders that you may not have known you were carrying. I put it like this. A lot of people go through life in fear shoes. And a lot of the times those shoes control the path instead of the person. That leaves them exhausted, tired, bitter, cold, closed off, whatever it may be. The shoes have made blisters on the feet of someone who was never designed to have those blisters. In the world we live in today, every bad decision that you can think of that you've ever made or someone else has made, whether that be an act of violence, bitterness, unforgiveness, ego, whatever it is, usually it's rooted in fear. Here, give you some examples. Take somebody who's hesitant to get in a relationship. They're closed off. They're a little bitter. They've got a chip on their shoulder. It's because they got so hurt 
in their last relationship, whether that be a friendship or romantic, and that fear is driving them to build a wall in front of their heart. It's not you that's the problem, but it's not them either. It's a third party that did so much damage that no matter how often you try to convince them that you can reconstruct what they broke, they truly might not ever believe that. No matter if you show it to them, no matter how often you say it to them, at the end of the day, the ability to take off fear shoes lies with the person who's wearing them. And if you're anything like me, I tend to be a fixer. I have band-aids on hand. I'm trying to, to tell them, I have band-aids for you. I, I am trying to fix this for you. But most cases, when we try to fix and we try to hand out band-aids, we end up getting our own blisters. Because unknowingly, every time that person rejects our band-aids, we start to get a little bit of self-doubt. We start to think that we're not enough. And it's not that person's fault that we feel that way. But that's how fear works. And that's how fear shoes work. All of a sudden, the blisters start to bleed onto other people around us. And our bitterness and our unforgiveness and our lack of taking chances and stuff starts to alienate us from people who genuinely have our best interest in heart. So how do we take off these fear shoes? How do we allow people to hand us band-aids? And also, how do we apply the band-aids? Don't worry, I've got that. But first, a word from our sponsors. Oh wait, we have none. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so the first question is, how do we identify we're wearing fear shoes? I mean, honestly, most people never even know that they've put them on. So, the biggest identifier happens when you start to have a little bit of self-confidence. And I know that sounds super cliche and very anti-inspirational, but really, if we look at it, the basis of having confidence and learning what's good for us and learning what's bad from us from us, (laughs) bad for us, comes when we realize our worth. And the only way to realize worth is to become slightly more independent, slightly more assured of ourselves. And then we start to realize, oh, I was scared of that for no reason. Oh, I was staying with them because I was scared to be lonely, but loneliness isn't as scary as being in an abusive relationship. Whatever it is, Having a little bit of self-identity helps us identify the fear shoes. That was a mouthful. (laughs) Try saying that 10 times fast. I'm not going to because we're short on time. Anyway, so let's talk about band-aids. As somebody who loves to hand out band-aids and try and fix everyone's issues, it's really hard for me to... um, It's kind of hard for me to talk about because I feel very rejected a lot more than I feel very accepted. And I understand why I'm rejected, because everybody's life journey is their own to go down. And if they want to keep their fear shoes on, I should not be the one to try and yank them off. Because, like I said earlier, the person in control of how long they wear the fear shoes is the one who puts them on. And I should just stand by and be a companion instead of trying to be the person who, uh, I don't know, trips them and then tries to yank off their shoes. And then it sounds like the Kim Kardashian, oh my god, my boot, not my foot. If you know, you know. If you don't know, I'm sorry. So, band-aids. First of all, if you're like me and you like to hand them out, I'm just going to give you short, simple advice. Put the band-aids away and put your listening ears on. Just listen. Walk with them. Try to understand their fear. Because when people feel understood, 
they start to feel more confident in their feelings, right? And not to say that their feelings of staying in an abusive relationship are great, but then they start to be like, oh, someone's actually willing to listen to me even when they don't agree with me. And that opens up way more conversation than somebody who just starts shoving Band-Aids in people's faces. As I say, worry about your own blisters. Anywho, <laughs> listening ears are a really big part of it. But as somebody who's been handed a few Band-Aids and handed a few out, the question does arise, how do you put them on? And if you put them on, does that mean you're putting back on the fear shoes? No, it doesn't. Okay, it doesn't mean that at all. What it means is you take off the fear shoes to put on the band-aids. And by the time you've aired out the blister and put on the band-aid, most of the time you've come to the realization of a way out of putting on the fear shoes again. And then usually there's a new pair of shoes in front of you, which is fabulous. Love a good pair of new shoes. But if you do put on the band-aids and the fear shoes slip back on, do not feel bad. It happens to the best of us and the worst of us and the in-between of us, okay? You're not going to go your whole life without putting on fear shoes again just because you conquer one fear. Life is made up of fear. That's the opposite of confidence, and life is an ever-winding struggle. So obviously, you're going to have a season where you're walking in fear shoes and you're getting blisters and you're bleeding on people, but... Like I said in the last episode, talking about fixing a basement in a house, same thing kind of applies with fear shoes. Once you've healed enough from blisters, you start to identify pre-blister feelings. Then you lessen the bleeding, lessen the pain, and you're taking the fear shoes off faster. Now that's a process. It takes time. It takes maturity. It takes changing friend groups. It takes putting your listening ears on, or maybe it takes being confident in your opinions and giving really good advice instead of being shy about how you feel about things. It's a whole plethora of things, and I can't tell you where you are because I don't know where you are, but I hope if you're listening to this, you're in a place where you're looking at your feet and you're going, am I wearing fear shoes? (laughs) And if I am, what do I need to start doing to get them off? And finally, the biggest round out is once we identify them, is there a way to go a long period without putting them on? And honestly, I can't answer that for you because I don't know how fast fear controls you. Only you know that. And only you know how easy and how close by the solutions are. I, I don't know. For me, the gym was my big fear shoe because as much as I desire to have a really nice body, I'm also battling the idea of why shouldn't shouldn't I feel comfortable in the one I have? Because if I don't feel comfortable, nothing will ever be good enough, even if I'm in the best shape of my life. And battling that mentality for me has me slipping on and off fear shoes a lot. But thankfully, I'm in a healthy place. I'm eating three meals a day. I'm going and doing my cardio and my weights. And I'm really confident in who I am right now because I know I'm doing what's necessary to get me to my goals. And that helped me take off my fear shoes. Also, fun story, the first night I went to my gym outside of college, I <laughs> I was picking up a cleaner bottle, and it was like a slow motion video, I swear. Lid falls off, bottle falls, hits the ground, spills everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean it looked like the plastic bottle exploded. And then there were three guys on the leg press machine who watched me clean it up. Didn't offer to help, obviously, because men could never. Um, there was also two girls that walked by because girls would never. 
So then I'm sitting there spending 15 minutes pretty much of my workout trying to get the suds because every time I rub it, there's soap on it. So I'm like, okay, well, okay. So I'm rubbing, rubbing, rubbing. I get it to a place. I go tell the person who's working. I'm like, hey, if you need me to finish cleaning it up, I totally can. See what I said about (laughs) band-aids? Yeah, I'm a fixer on myself too. And he was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. It looks like you got most of it up and it'll dry. And I was like, okay. But that was pretty embarrassing. So, you know, life happens. And I'd rather get my embarrassing moments out on the first day rather than five, six weeks in and then just it be worse. I don't know. That's that's a little ramble rant for ya. (coughs) Not the cough. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. So I'm going to briefly touch on the Roe v. Wade situation. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. And... I know I'm going to lose some followers and and people are going to disagree with me, but I never made this podcast because I wanted to be agreeable. I made it because I value my uniqueness and I am constantly growing and changing and part of life. So I am pro-choice, okay? Um, And that doesn't mean that I'm pro-kill a baby by any means. It just means that for me, I understand the value of both of the lives at stake. And I wrote this sentence, and this is all I'm going to say about it, and I know people are going to disagree, but please don't think that I'm a bad person just because I feel differently, because that's just not true. Just because I think differently doesn't mean that I, first of all, reject that you feel differently. No, I accept that you feel this way, and I would would really want the same respect back. Anyway, (laughs) so the sentence is this. We teach that everyone is made unique and that God created free will. But then we expect everyone to function mentally and emotionally the same. And that's just impossible, everybody. That's just not right. And I'd also like to round that point out. That point. I haven't even made the point yet. I'd like to round that out with nowhere in Scripture does it say that the way you think um, leads you to hell. And I think you can love God with all your heart and still be pro-choice. For me, pro-choice stems from the idea that God created free will. Therefore, that means that God understands we're going to do things that, first of all, might not be good in his eyes. He understands that sin exists and that death exists. I mean, he did go through it. (laughs) So I think that he understands death, no matter how young, no matter how old. And also, I think that those babies go to heaven. And I think that that's a wonderful, beautiful place to go. And I just don't think valuing a baby over a mother is a good thing to do because that mother works so hard and does so many things and sacrifices so much during her pregnancy if she chooses to continue it just as much as if she chooses not to. And I, I think that both women deserve respect because at the end of the day, we're called to love each other. And I think you can love somebody without agreeing with them. But that's all I'm going to say about that. And that was really jumbled and crazy. And if I lost you as a follower, I I am sorry. But I am growing into my own and I am growing into my thoughts and values and what I feel about things. And and I've read a lot of scripture in the past couple weeks wrestling with the idea of even speaking on it. And I, I definitely feel that the Lord wants us to be confident in the way that we feel, even if it's not what the politicized church might feel or what the agendanized church might feel. And that's okay. I don't think anywhere in scripture God says that we all have to agree, but I could be wrong. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. And thanks for listening if you stayed through that. I really appreciate you opening your heart and your mind to hearing a different point of view. Like seriously, it, it means a lot and I really value that.
So thank you. Let's move on. In that same thought, since we're on the topic of politics, uh, I'd like to take a moment of silence for the people that lost their life in Buffalo, New York. If you would take that moment of silence with me, I'd appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. I don't have any relationship advice this episode, and that's because I'm not in one. And you might think to yourself, Bella, you could still speak on it. And you're right. I probably could. I could come up with some nifty, swifty advice. But instead, I'll give you life advice that I received off the internet the other day that really changed my perspective on emotions and keeping them inside. First of all, you need to know this. I'm not somebody who keeps my emotions inside, but I'm not an exploder either. I'm more of a communicator. I like to communicate with someone when I have an issue. I like to talk to them directly about something and just move on and discuss it in real time. But I respect people who don't necessarily feel that way. First, you need to know that. Second, here's the quote. If you keep letting your emotions build up and guide your life, you'll act out in a way that doesn't represent you and leave a potential forever impression on someone who will never be convinced you were another way. And I thought this was an interesting quote as somebody who doesn't have this problem because I have met people who bottle and explode. And I would name drop, but that would be rude, so we're not going to do that. (laughs) But basically, if you're this person and that quote hit you in any kind of way, I just want to say this. First of all, breaking a habit like that of a building up emotion, that's something that's life learned, okay? That's either from having a parent that explodes, so you just take after them, or that stems from a long um, issue of not feeling heard all your life, so you just build up and then you make yourself heard. It, It stems from a lot of things, but I think those are maybe the major two. But let me tell you this. First of all, it's okay. It is fixable and it is reversible. Just know that. Also, just like with fear shoes, since fear is an emotion, emotional buildup, we tend to be able to see. We just tend to ignore it. Just like fear shoes, it's not like we look at our shoes every day. Not really. I mean, I don't. Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't really just stare at my shoes all day. You know, And and sometimes fear can be disguised in a lot of different ways. Like, oh, well, I'm protecting myself. No, you're acting out of fear. Okay, well, uh, I just don't want to lash out to them. Okay, but why don't you try to communicate with them? There's a lot of things in this area. It's not just a do this and you're fixed or do that and you're broken area. There's definitely some wiggle room, so just know that, okay? But I hope that advice is helpful. Oh, my goodness, I am going over time. I'm very, I've had a lot of accents this episode. What is wrong with me? I don't know. Nothing. Anyway, moving to the final segment. Holy moly. So, yeah, final segment. Whoop, whoop. I think I'm going to change the final segment. So if I do, you'll find that out in a flat five seconds. Okay, so I changed the final segment. I figured I'd give you guys my Harry House reactions But if you want to click off the episode now, thank you for listening. That's really all I had to say. If you want any updates about me, I did just put out a website called Behind the Episodes. You can find it in my Instagram bio. You can also listen to the podcast live from the website. 
How cool is that? Behind the episodes of 2B Podcast really was inspired with the idea of you guys getting to know my heart and the why behind what I do here. And so I have some blog posts up already, and the blog post for the most recent episodes will be out in probably another week and a half. So there's also a gallery and pictures that I love in my camera roll and just really fun stuff for you guys on there. So if you check it out, that would be wonderful. If you're just here to listen, I'm still extremely grateful for you, and I hope you've been well. I've been well. I'm just looking for a job post-graduation. It's a stressful time, but I'm really trusting the Lord and and just trusting my uh, talents and everything that he's given me. And I hope you're doing the same if you've graduated or you're in a place where you're looking for jobs or looking for your value and your identity. Just know you're worth it and you're important. Thank you for listening. Here's my Harry House reactions. Holy moly, it's 12 o'clock. I'm, I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. I can do it. I can't do it. I can't. Oh my goodness. I'd like to say this will probably be explicit. Okay. I, I prob- I'm sorry in advance. I don't like to edit my episodes. I edit out ums and likes. Uh, but if I slip up and cuss, I usually, you know, I'm an adult. Here we are. Now, there won't be any F-bombs or MFs. It'll just be really short, concise uh, cusses if there is any. I'm shaking right now. You guys can't see it, <laughs> but I'm so nervous. So here's what I think I'm going to do. To make this short and simple, I'm going to go listen to the song, and then I'm going to give you my my little short thoughts. Because first, and, first of all, my live thoughts, they're going to be crazy. And you're not going to have a reference because I don't want to get copyrighted. <laughs> okay. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Okay. Going to listen to the first track. <laughs> what in the ever-loving absolute snot ball was that what did he lace in that like uh, that felt like a drug that felt like a drug that i shouldn't have tasted but now i'm gatewaying into the oh oh wow oh wow for reference that song was called uh music for a sushi restaurant and let me tell you if that played in a sushi restaurant i'd stand on a table and shake some behind okay i would Holy smokes. I'm nervous now because that was a big, oh, the production I know is going to slap now based off that. Moving on. Oh, no. We've been doing all this late night talking. Ah, I've already heard this song, but I still love it and production is still amazing. Late Night Talking is the next song. It was really good. I've already heard it, so it wasn't as enthusiastic. But it still was really good. Alright, moving on. The next song. Oh my goodness. You guys, he's a romantic. So the third song is called Grape Juice. And let me tell you, I could see myself swaying with my lover at 2 a.m. In the, 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 oh my god, <laughs> I'm stuttering. Oh, in the refrigerator light. I could see that. Damn it, that was so cute. <laughs> the next one's called As It Was. We already know that that's a banger. We're going to move on. Okay, Daylight came out of nowhere. Okay, listen. I've heard a lot of songs that I liked, but that one was just plain cute. It was like, you be the spoon, dip you in honey so I could be sticking to you. Daylight, you got me cursing the daylight. That's adorable. Uh, 
I wish I had somebody that I cursed the daylight for. <laughs> Sorry, my bitter single side just showed. Okay, the next song is um, Little Freak, and I actually claim this song. You claim tracks. I claim this in cinema, and I'm nervous because I feel like it's misleading. Oh boy, here we go. Updating. That was very misleading. That was so emotional. That made me think of my ex-best friend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I've composed myself. Moving on to Matilda, which... Mm, that just sounds scary, because I know what that movie's about. Oh no. Okay, we don't talk about Matilda. We're not talking about Matilda. <laughs> We're not talking about Matilda, okay? Talk to me in two to three business days. That one was rough. Okay, I know it seems like I'm bouncing from track to track, but I really did just have to go compose myself because Matilda actually made me sob. Anyway, we're moving on to cinema, which is my other claim track. Ah, uh, I hope it's uh, not sad. Update, it's in fact not sad, and I want everyone to hear this. This is beautiful. Holy moly. First of all, I love the sin songs, and I don't really care if I get copyrighted at this point because holy smokes. First of all, this is how it opens. That just sounds illegal to me. That just sounds illegal to me. Now we're going to fast forward to the part that I was, like, screaming about. Hang on. <laughs> Give me one second, please. It's somewhere around here, so we're just going to... Did you guys just hear that? Did you just hear that rasp in that voice? Did you just... That's... That's... I'll listen. Ha <laughs> ha. Ooh, that'll make a girl do crazy things. Crazy. Okay, so far, this is a no-skip album. I mean, Grape Juice wasn't my favorite, but it's not a skip. Now we've got Daydreaming, and it just... <sighs> if it's anything like cinema, I'm done for. Update, it's not like cinema. It's... It's... <laughs> it's got me daydreaming. It's... Listen, if they played that in a club with a little, like, undertone reggae beat... <laughs> I'd be there all night. All night! Mr. Styles, you... <laughs> First of all, you knew what you were doing. Second of all, you know, you could have warned us. Yeah, you could have. You could have. But I'm kind of glad you didn't. Okay, the next one is called Keep Driving, and I just got done. And let me just say, um, based off this song especially, <clears throat> you cannot convince me that this man did not just relish on his past during quarantine because keep driving makes me think that he's thinking about their time when they were splitting up as a band and just going should we just keep driving should we just keep it going because i think he was scared about it not going oh no i'm gonna make myself cry again satellite are you joking are you joking satellite sounds like a one direction song like i in my brain i can just hear all the boys voices like absolute I think I'm in shock. I think that's why I'm so calm right now. And we're about to hit the last song on the album, so that's depressing. Update. Love of my life was not depressing. But it's interesting because normally he rounds out albums with these really big uh, sound masterpieces, but this one's only... Wait! I skipped a track. Oh, no. 
I skipped the track. Wait. We gotta go back to boyfriends. Boyfriends. Ah. Uh. I have no words because, uh, well, well, just go listen to it. You'll know. If you're female, you'll know. Now we're back to the last track, and it's called Love of My Life, and it's only three minutes and ten seconds, which I thought was a little weird, and I was like, sir, sir, where's my six-minute absolute lay on the floor, soak it in? <sighs> okay, well, I'm giving the album a nine out of ten. And that's only because the last song wasn't a wasn't a six minute ballad of just how much he loves life and how he's contemplating everything. But overall, nine out of ten album. I think I'm still processing. Cinema is probably my favorite um, dance song. Little Freak is probably my favorite uh, think on it song. Matilda, we are not talking about. If you've ever, oh, I can't even say. Can't even say. Golly. Well, shoot. I did say I was going to cuss. I guess I could just say shit. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. This is my first explicit episode, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, but we're about to hit the 30-minute mark, and I like to round up my episodes. Wow, that actually was perfect. Go me. All right, thanks for listening. Listen to Harry's House. Stream it, please. I promise, even if you didn't like his past albums, I actually think everyone would like this album. It's very 80s, 70s beats with really good production behind it and really fun lyrics. Except Matilda. Don't listen to Matilda if you've ever had family problems or self-identity crisis or, you know, any crisis whatsoever. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to 2B Podcast. Check out the behind the episodes if you get a chance. But if you just keep listening, I'm extremely grateful for you. And I'll see you on the next episode of 2B Podcast. All right. Um, he said side boob, choke her with a sea view. Then he also said, you pop when we get intimate. He also said some other things, but I'm not going to repeat them. It, in what world did Harry Styles go, you know what? We're going to poke really sexual lyrics, <laughs> but we're going to put them on a fun beat. So then it sounds okay. So then parents don't flip out everywhere. If I walked in and my daughter was like, choker with a sea view, I'd be like, yes, put it away. Stop. You ain't old enough for that. <laughs> but then I'd also be like, husband, let's go to the ocean. <laughs> I'm, I, this is not good. It is 1 a.m. and I am absolutely delirious thinking about these lyrics right now. Like, you pop when we get intimate? Like, if I was his girlfriend, I'd be a little mad. I'd be like, why you say that? Why you put that out there? Because now everybody's looking at me. <laughs> I also feel flattered. <laughs> Choke her with a C view. Ladies, don't settle for less. Am I still recording? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my. Okay, well, I guess it's going at the end and it'll be a blooper. <laughs> Very uh, deliberate blooper. I just winked with my mouth. So sexy. Choke her with a side view, gentlemen. Choke her. Choke her with a side view. That's not even what he said. He said choke her with a sea view. Damn. Get it right, Bella. This has gone on too long. We're going to stop now.